All right, y'all. We're back at you once again. It's the A and J podcast. I'm joined by my lovely host, A. Oh, lovely. Hey, hey. And this is round two for those of you guys who joined us in our last podcast venture. We thank and, you. Yep. We thank you for that. And for those who don't know, we are live on multiple streaming sites, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, and um, Google. And we're still getting adjusted to the schedule. So, guys, some of them post sooner than others. Once we really get the feel of when everything is falling in line, we'll let you know when we're hitting those streaming services. He's a whole entire lie. So, basically, um, no, right. I'm just kidding. We, 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 our schedule is we drop on Sundays. Um, but when we hit the services, is not the same as when we drop. Like right. Some so, appear earlier than others. If so. you're listening from Anchor, then we will drop on Sundays. Um, if you're listening from Spotify, we also drop on Sundays. As for the rest of those platforms, I'm not exactly sure when we drop. So we'll update it as it goes. Hence why I said what I said previously. Boo. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Thank you guys for joining us. If you're new, if you're old, we welcome you. We thank you for your support. And, you know, send us a like, post something positive on the Instagram uh, podcast page. Show us some love there, all the love that you can. Tell um, a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, though. Yeah. Yes. And, um, please expect that we are going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to improve. And we're going to perfect this process to the fullest extent of our capabilities because we want to give you all a quality program. So with that being said, um, hey, I think you have some news you want to share with the podcast <laughs> but community. Do I do I do I? Yeah, you guys. So not so much news, but if you follow me on Instagram, then uh, a couple of days ago you might have seen me post up that I was an applicant for the four F O H R freshman class, and what that is is an organization that helps um, lesser known influencers and bloggers to get their. Um, business opportunities and to connect with bigger brands and to um, be connected to resources and mentoring access and things like that to help monetize your sites and, and, and build your business and your brand. And I submitted an application. Um, so the way that you guys can help me is if you drop a testimonial, you have until the end of October to do that. And just talk to them about how you feel I have benefited or impacted the Plus community and why you guys think I deserve to be a part of the freshman class. Um, There is a link in my bio and it's specifically labeled for F-O-H-R. But it's also highlighted in my stories. So if you need additional information, you can go check it out there. And of course, um, I also would be remiss if I didn't share that the Fluffy Girl Tribe, which is... um, an organization that I am a co-founder of, um, will be covering a fashion show on October 7th here in Atlanta. Um, so we'll be dropping that information on um, the Fluffy Girl Tribe page on Instagram. Um, and of course, keep up with the blog and hit those sus- subscribe buttons. And I, I really appreciate it. I see y'all who are subscribing to me um, for my newsletter and for the site. And of course, if you don't know, it's www.apyoungblog.com. And now that I've officially plugged myself shamelessly, we can jump into today's discussion. Jay, would you like to introduce that? Yeah. Let me let, me let the mic cool off because she popping. She, <laughs> she on fire, y'all. 
But um, that, that's why I'm a faithful sidekick. She's really the star of the show. Lies. And, um, Lies. But regardless, I'm I'm cool with that. I respect it. I enjoy it. I'm not looking for the limelight. But moving on. That's so, is it shady? It's just, it felt shady. I'm not looking for the limelight. Like, I'm not looking I, for the I limelight. I don't think at that because I said that doesn't mean that A is either. Um, if you ever get to meet her and talk to her one-on-one, she will tell you that's the furthest thing from her mind. But I think that is what helps propel her forward. Um, people want authentic people who are tangible and who are honest and as she hides her face at the moment as I speak about her in a positive fashion. Why are you telling people when they can't see? <laughs> That's all right, because they need to feel us. <laughs> I need to give them something tangible. Oh, God. But the reality of it is, you know, she's an authentic individual. It endears people to her. It also sometimes makes people hate her. Um, so... <laughs> You well, know, that's honest. <laughs> that's the reality of the situation. But, you know, it, it is what drew us together. It's why I love her. So, Aww. you know, there's no, no reason for me not Look to speak about it. you try to get a little something like mm-hmm. <laughs> But, as I digress. <laughs> um, so, our topic today is going to be living with a spouse, a mate, who deals with an... Is it an autoimmune disease? Or, is that what they Well, so about? here's the deal. We, um, I threw a topics wrote up on my Instagram page, and because my platform does center around health, um, we had a few people ask that we discuss what it's like supporting a spouse with autoimmune and supporting a spouse with, with a chronic illness. Although the two are not necessarily synonymous. synonymous, they are interchangeable because an autoimmune disease is a chronic illness. It's something that um, will continue. Um, and that's where the chronic part comes from. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, we're going to talk about what it's like being married and dealing with chronic illness. So just to give you guys a little background, if you don't follow me on my Instagram, um, I recently, well, a year ago was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis and hypothyroidism. Hashimoto's is the autoimmune aspect hypothyroidism is like a byproduct of and basically my immune system was attacking my thyroid for years Um, we didn't know this this is something that we weren't aware of Um, although I had exhibited many signs and symptoms we just didn't know what those signs and symptoms were so for years I was misdiagnosed I was treated with things that weren't fixing the core problem which is my thyroid a year ago um, I had a thyroidectomy where My thyroid was removed, and for those who don't know, the thyroid is the organ that sits in the front of your vocal cords and your throat. Um, And shortly after I gave birth to my last child in 2016, um, I developed a growth in my neck, and it turns out it was my thyroid. From there um, is where we discovered all the issues that I was having. Now, it may seem simple enough, especially if you're not really... I'm familiar with the biology or the physiology of the human body, something like the thyroid, you may not understand how significant it is to your body. But your thyroid is basically your powerhouse. So it controls your metabolism. It controls hormones. Um, it's triggered by your pituitary gland that sits in the base of your brain. And I'm sorry for those who are getting this science class right now. Um, <laughs> but when it's running properly, um, it helps with digestion in the gut. It helps um, regulate hormones. It helps you lose or gain weight. 
Um, and in my case, I <laughs> have the unfortunate experience of being a person who has mostly gained weight over the years. My weight would fluctuate heavily. Unbeknownst to me, I was dealing with a thyroid issue. But it also has caused a crap load of other problems, including inflammation and arthritis. And, um, you know, I can have flare-ups. So flare-ups are when things are pretty difficult on the body. It's like your body is storming. So, like, I'll break out into hives. My inflammation will be occurring from head to toe, swelling in the joints, fingers, legs, ankles, neck, face, you name it. I look puffy. Um, I'll usually have a low-grade fever, and I just feel blah. Um, So, as you imagine, feeling like that, I am less than at my best. Um, And that can be difficult when you're raising children and you have a mate. Um, I, and I guess this is why this topic has come up because a lot of my following, um, they have found me because they are dealing with chronic illnesses of their own. So it's a lot of spoonies out there and shout out to my spoonies. And for you all who are not familiar with the terminology spoonie, um, there was a woman who gave an example one day of what it's like for a person dealing with a chronic illness to get up and she put on the table 12 spoons and she said, I may need two spoons just to get out of the bed and I may need three spoons just to brush my teeth um, and right there that's five spoons which leaves me with seven spoons for the rest of the day to take care of the things that I need so it may be four spoons just to go to work and by that time you know we're at nine spoons already that we've used and it leaves me with three but I still gotta take care of my kids and still gotta pay a bill or you know what I mean and you don't have enough spoons to do the things you need to do which is your day-to-day activities so that's where the terminology spoonies come from so yes much love and shout out to my spoonies out there because a lot of my spoonies who follow me may not necessarily be dealing with the same illnesses as I do um I have many who are dealing with lupus um and many who are just dealing with rheumatoid arthritis or fibromyalgia or whatever the case may be Um, a lot of our symptoms are interchangeable with one another. So they understand that struggle with dealing with chronic illness. Um, But many people don't have a support system or spouses who understand. So I actually want to turn this over to you, Jay. Tell me what it's been like. Uh, Tell everybody what it's been like, honestly, to these last 13 years to deal with me and what and without knowing you know what was going on what's it been like for you and be honest um to say what it's been like it's it's definitely been a journey it's been a trial there have definitely been tribulations but at the same time there's been numerous things that we've had to deal with health-wise that up until recently we didn't know were related to the autoimmune disease so that has been interesting to discover that a lot of this stuff is intertwined um, after the fact, you know, in terms of trying to have children, um, expanding our family. You know, we've had challenges there. We've had challenges in probably every aspect of life that relate to this, whether it's been dental dental visits, excessive hospital visits, excessive doctor's visits, um, the, the toll that it takes on your mental health, um, every, 
we've we've experienced different challenges along the way and we've risen to the occasion many times and I say that um in the most positive manner possible because it's been a lot it's been a lot it's been a roller coaster but you know and every time it seems like we've turned the corner there's another challenge waiting around it but I think at the end of the day it's only helped to draw us closer to one another and it's drawn us closer and strengthened our relationship and it's taught me personally a lot of patience and understanding because I can't be I'm not I don't I can't be the typical husband who's upset because you know his wife is asking him to do something that he feels is excessive because what might appear excessive on the surface is really like, you know, I can't I can't do some of the simplest of things because I'm experiencing a flare up. Uh I can't do I can't take this make this extra effort because I'm I'm legit hurting, I'm legit suffering, like and it might and some of the stuff can be the simplest of things, but when those spoons run out it's real. Like somebody has to step up. And it does, it can be a challenge at times, but it, you have to be a very selfless and understanding person to deal with and love and accept somebody who is battling something like um, hyperthyroidism um, or what's the other name for it? Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's. Um, because you, at first it might be like, oh, you, your first reaction may be to think that this person is lazy you know or this person yeah. is just not expending enough effort but and you know a shared with me different um columns or you know submissions that people have sent them where they said like their husbands feel this way and for you husbands that's a realistic initial reaction but moving forward once you understand what you're dealing with and the more educated you become about the topic you really have to Learn how to support your mate if you genuinely love them. Now, our relationship is probably unique in the respect that we aren't the just everyday run-of-the-mill husband and wife. Like the way that we treat, we go about our marriage is a little bit different because of our Christian values that underlie it. So we know that this is a commitment that we've made to each other that is lifelong, and there's very few things that are going to get in the middle of it um for a lot of people in the world that might not be the case you know and if you can't deal with it that's that's your prerogative but at the end of the day i have to say like if it's overwhelming for you that can be legitimate like everybody i don't think people should be mad at you for being honest saying that it's too much for you to handle that means you to me in my eyes that means your love isn't wasn't genuine, you know. But everybody isn't ready for this journey, and the real reality of it is, some people are going to want out. And it's better, I think, it's better if you're going to be honest with your mate and upfront enough to say, like, "Look, I thought I could deal with this. I can't. I need to figure something else out." And I'm sorry for the position this puts you in, but I I need to step off. Now, for those of you real troopers that's out there that's going to hang in and going to support your mate in this, you on Team J. 
right? Because but let's be clear I'm, here. I'm not First going of all, anywhere. if you a spouse, I feel like you don't even have that option. You took a vow. You said for better or worse, sickness and health. So that's not even something I feel is on the on the chopping block for y'all. Yes, like I can't even co-sign that. But you can't. But you you. But can't. if you are dating someone. And you recognize why you're dating that this is not a commitment you can take on. I'd rather you, not that I want y'all to break up because I think that's savage. But if you honestly know you are not prepared to be a mate, don't sign up for it. But I think once you crossed over and you stepped onto that, you know, as husband and wife, like this is not an option for you to just decide. Well, your health is too much for me because uh, so you shouldn't have been married in the first place. So don't get me wrong. You are a trash individual for leaving, but at the same time, you're a human being. Everybody's commitment to marriage is not the same. The reality of the situation is that people are going to feel like, I can't deal with this, I'm going to be out. And rather than um, self-destruct and implode their relationship, it's better to be honest and just be like, look, I'm not as committed to this relationship as I thought I was. I need to step off. Again, you are a trash individual for taking that stance. Don't get me wrong. But I'd rather you be honest with the person who's already dealing with a major load in terms of autoimmune disease and potential surgery and supplements and whatever else may come that is involved. Everybody cannot deal with that. Like, I've had, I've talked to men who have straight up said they. They've dealt with women who battle depression and they don't know how to respond when those episodes occur. When they go off the deep end, they, I mean, I've seen dudes hang up the phone on their girls like, yo, call me when you figure this out. And then there's been guys who have left and be like, you know, I'll come back when you are back together. You know what I mean? That's real. Like everybody doesn't know how to respond to that. Everybody isn't prepared to respond to that. And if you're not, that's fine. Let that person know so they can find somebody who is willing to support them in their life. Because battling these autoimmune diseases for life is a a strenuous task. That person needs somebody real in their corner. They need somebody that's going to be with them through thick and thin. And if you're not ready to be that person, the best thing you can do for them, as much as it might hurt them, is tell them, yo, I can't handle this weight. I need to be out. Let give them one less thing to worry about in life. That's my opinion of it. Um, I am not of that cloth. I speak for the people who are right or die, who do want to see this through to the end, who think you are ready to stand in there and battle it out. I'm on y'all team. Y'all other cats dismiss yourselves from the room. This conversation <laughs> is not, not for, for you. you. It's not for you. All right. Um. So. You know, we've mentioned before, Jared and I have been together for about 13 years. So we, you know, he met me fairly young. And I will say this, when I was younger, the symptoms that I was dealing with were not um, ones that we immediately knew to be associated with autoimmune disease. Um, I had fluctuating weight um, and I was dealing with depression um, and really bad depression at that Um, To the point where it was affecting my ability to maintain a job, uh, my ability to maintain my household, um, you know. So we went through a lot in the beginning without any true understanding of what was going on outside of the diagnosis of um, the depression. 
And that alone was a lot for him to take on. Because, you know, you meet somebody and, you know, you're dating them. You don't stop to think that, like, oh, <laughs> this chick might be crazy. You know what I mean? And I had some episodes. Um, and that's real. Um, and some that I was actually hospitalized for. Um, so that in itself was a, a lot. Um, so I always feel like I've been very blessed to meet Jay because in the opportunities where he had the availability to run, he didn't. Um, and I'm sure he wanted to at some point because, you know, I was tired of me. I was tired of how up and down emotionally I was and how mentally I was all over the place and the, the medicinal changes. Like I was prescribed, um, antidepressants and things like that. And taking those types of drugs change your mood and your personality and how you feel and, um, it was a lot for me. So knowing it was a lot for me, I knew it had to be a lot for him. But one of the things that I found to be effective was incorporating him and being honest. I think sometimes we tend to try to internalize and hide these things because we don't want to be seen as weak. We don't want to be seen as a burden. So we try to take on as much as we can, but then it just festers on the inside until it manifests to something really unhealthy. And I had that happen too. Um, I I got myself into some trouble, I you know, because I wasn't talking about the things that I needed to talk about. So one of the things I'm going to encourage you, whether you are the husband or the wife, be like, be effective in your communication. Like you have to tell your spouse what's going on because your spouse can't help you if they don't know. Now, when it comes to things like mental health, um, it's not tangible for a lot of people. I think that's fair to say. I think a lot of people still, there's such a stigma that follows the symptoms of depression because people don't understand it. They see it as you being lazy, you know, oh, this person's not getting out of bed, this person's not doing this, that, and the third. Um, And because people don't truly understand it, they don't know how to deal with it. So I think it's really key to communicate. But then I also think it's really key for people to educate themselves. Google exists, y'all. It's real in these streets. If you want to know something, like, you can literally Google, find a book on Amazon. You know, there's articles galore. You really have the opportunity to educate yourself if you are now encountering something with your partner, such as chronic illness and, you know, the symptoms that come with it. Yeah, I mean, definitely do your research. Um, I think I have an easy out because... A is very well informed about what she deals with. I am physically y'all. and medically and all that, mentally, all that. She stays very well informed and she's very good about not only sharing the information that she gathers, but providing me with information that she gathers. And while I may not read every article that comes but, my way, I might. I, I do tend to, at the very least, glance at them. Um, and get some type of information. Um, but I think it's it's important that you are informed, that you do your research. I have done my own research at times because some of the things she said has sparked my interest in knowing, you know, what is my wife um, dealing with? What are her circumstances? <laughs> you know, what what's going on? What can I do to help her? How can I better assist them? what she's dealing with and you know what type of assistance is out there for me not that I've ever been a part of any self-help groups or any support groups or anything like that 
But those type of things also do exist. I mean, I haven't felt the need for it personally, but I encourage you, if you do feel alone dealing with this with a spouse, with a mate, um, go ahead and find those groups, those message boards, whatever they are, those communities, and sconch yourself in them because you, you, this can create some moments where you feel very alone, where you do feel like you need some support. And there are going to be times when your mate just is not going to be able to be that support for you. Um, it's not their fault. It's the reality of their circumstances. And you, neither one of you guys is going to be happy about it. But it is what it is. Like you, If you're a real one, once again, you're going to figure out how to troop through it. Um, and get whatever support you need so that you can support them and support your family. Like, we have three children, so... And one of them is very little and very, you know, oblivious to the world that outside, all he knows is I want to watch cartoons, I want to eat, I want to do what I want to do, and whatever you got going on is second to (laughs) what I got going on, what I need, you know what I mean? But not just the baby, we have, you know, we have a 15-year-old and we have a 10-year-old, and, you know, I've been battling this for as long as I can remember. Probably ever since we had our 10-year-old, right? Right, Mm -hmm. but before that, because you got to remember, my weight gain and weight loss was going on from since high school. It really started when I was, like, 11, but the other symptoms, you know, I got diagnosed with depression at 9, which is pretty much, you know, it was unheard of at that time, but we we just didn't know. Um, Now, I did sustain an injury to my thyroid around the time I was 10, um, and I will admit that shortly after that is when I feel like, you know, things started going up and down for me with my weight, with my depression, um, with that sleepiness and with that joint pain. Now, a lot of doctors would tell you that depression can cause physical symptoms, which it can. So oftentimes they were telling me, oh, you're experiencing this because, you know, of your depression. Some doctors even try to diagnose me with fibromyalgia, which I don't have, um, because, there was no, nothing for them to look for. And it just so happens that I started reading, um, I started getting smarter, probably in my 20s. I started reading my um, lab reports. And one thing that I will say with continuity that was occurring was that my white blood cell count was always elevated and was always high. Um, even at times that I was seemingly, you know, nothing was wrong with me, it would be elevated. And that is a common sign for those who have autoimmune disease. Your white blood cell count is high because it's trying to fight what they perceive to be an infection or an illness, but when really it's fighting your own body. But um, being that I've been dealing with this stuff for so long, um, you know, I started inviting him to my doctor's appointments. And although he doesn't make every single appointment, it was important for him. It was important. Oh, I wasn't taking a shine. Don't don't run off on the little tangent. What I'm basically saying is it's important for y'all to support your spouse, whether you are the husband or the wife. Go to their doctor's appointments. Ask questions. Because sometimes your spouse may need you to advocate for them. Now, it just so happens I have not needed that yet. But that's not to say that that won't ever happen. But you can't advocate if he doesn't know what's wrong either. And I, I probably would be a trash advocate at this point because I don't really go hard 
too hard for myself at the doctor. No, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, word. I don't like the doctors. I don't know enough of. I, I don't feel like I know enough to really be in there arguing with them. And I'm not saying that that's right. Um, but I, there's too many conspiracy theories out there t- for me too when it comes to health. Um, the one thing I will say is that I do believe in and I adhere to is if you're a person of color, I think your doctor should be as well because they, you know, not to be, you know, prejudiced or say that there's anything that I have a problem with white people or is black or whatever, that's not the case. But I think a black doctor understands the situations that we experience as black people in terms of our health, in terms of our um, health history, they're a little more sympathetic. They're a little more understanding. They know how to respond. They know what we're eating typically. They know what we should be avoiding. You know, so I enjoy having a black doctor. Um, I just met with her a couple weeks ago. um, And I felt like it was a very positive experience. My previous doctor's visit was with a white male doctor. And I did not enjoy that experience nearly as much as I did with my black female doctor. Um, P.S. They're both from the same practice, but that that white guy, uh, not that he was mean or anything like that, but he felt very indifferent to my circumstances. You know, so that that really just co-signed my feelings and my opinions about white doctors, black doctors. Um, I do like having female doctors as well, as opposed to male doctors. Don't judge me. It's not anything about wanting the touch of a woman or anything versus a man, but I do think, again, they're a little more understanding. They're a little more um, sensitive to the things that we go through. So I do see a black female doctor, and I like her very much. She's an older woman. She's almost is like at times dealing with my mom as a as a doctor. So I, I appreciate that. That's that's what works for me. That what I'm saying at the end of the day is make sure that your healthcare provider is somebody you trust and somebody you feel comfortable with. Um, especially after seeing A go through all the trials and tribulations she has with her medical up and downs. Um, I think she's finally in a. I don't know. Even now, like, she just recently switched doctors because she wasn't entirely thrilled with um, a previous doctor that she got with her current health care provider. But she's been quick to switch doctors, whether it's a result of the health care coverage or whatever. But also, you know, in terms of satisfaction with their bedside manner, like, you need somebody that is going to have your best interests in mind, but who also respects you and what you and your family are going through. So, um, shout out to Dr. Ghazi. Like, cause I did like her. Oh, when yes. we was in shout out to Dr. Ghazi. If you ever stumble upon this <laughs> pen medicine, Dr. Ghazi was probably the dopest doctor I had. Um, because yeah. she was willing to, to go the extra mile. She cared about my health. She cared about my kids' health. She cared about my husband's health. Like, she just cared. Yeah, she took our whole family in. Right, like, even though she wasn't a general... Like, she wasn't that type of practitioner. She made the exception for us. Um, and one of the things I, I appreciate is when I was losing and gaining all of that weight, she did um, She did want to run a panel on my... Um, 
she did want to run a panel on my thyroid, but at the time something happened with my insurance where it lapsed or whatever, and that wasn't able to happen. But she was one of the only doctors that ever had that even attempted to visit that as an option for the things that I was going through. So I really appreciate having her as a doctor. But one of the things I will say that has made, you know, this has not been an easy journey for me at all. Um, It's been humbling in ways that I really... You know, it makes me tear up when I think about it. I've written about it in my blog. Um, The loss of the quality of life that I was used to having. Um, Taking for granted mobility and being able to get up and just do things when I wanted to. And walking where I wanted to. um, That has all gone away from me. And being that... I have so many days where that is emotionally draining and mentally draining. Um, Having Jay at my side to encourage, to support, like, he really, really is the balance in all of this for me. Um, Which sometimes can feel like, um, it can feel like a catch-22 because at the same time, I feel like I... I'm a burden to him. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing the most. Like, especially in roles where it was generally my responsibility to do certain things. Now I'm having to ask him to step outside of the role that he had to step into mine. And that's been difficult for me. Um, Especially because I'm the type of person when I want to do something, when I want to do it. I don't want to have to wait for somebody else to do it. I, I definitely am... A control freak to the point where I want to tell you how to do it. I definitely was about to say that's AKA I'm a control freak. I am. I am. Um, So that has been difficult to have to like relinquish the reins, so to speak, um, in certain aspects of my life. But also, um, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I often let my mind, you know, the things that I'm going through get to me to the point where it's like, he could be with anybody else. He could be with a healthy individual. He could be with someone who doesn't require these things. And I I have to admit, sometimes those negative thoughts run through my head. Like, how much longer is he going to stick around for this? Um, And then I have to remember, I can't project these things onto him. Um, And it's easy to do so in this situation. It really is. Um... And that's probably the most frustrating aspect of things for me because it doesn't go away. (laughs) Like, those days aren't consistent, but they definitely occur for her. And I think the frustrating part for me is that I'm here, I've been here, and I don't have any intentions to go away. But there's nothing that I can say that's ever going to remove that doubt especially being here in Atlanta where we're currently based out of like it definitely is a large number of women who are willing to compromise to be in the presence of a man on whatever kind of basis you know there are married women who have relationships with single men and single men I mean and married men and women who are together so the reality that your spouse could be cheating on you is very tangible even though that's not our situation you know i value our relationship i value the quality of our relationship and i think you know infidelity just deteriorates that and creates a vicious cycle which 
I personally have no interest in perpetuating. Like, I want to... It is a daunting task sometimes. It can be frustrating. It can be tiring. But at the end of the day, I'm here for us. You know, I'm here for our kids. I want to see us persevere and, you know, get through this current system of things and live a better life at the end of the day. Like, so there's nothing that really is going to make me compromise that um, unless, um, you know, Joe Scott want to come over here and throw yeah. it at me. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, um, I, I don't but know. not there's really. A, there's a couple other, couple, you know, end of the world scenarios that might could make me compromise on that. But, you know, not for these everyday broads. Uh, I mean, and, and and I say that all in jest. Like, I really, there's nothing that makes me want to compromise this relationship um i don't think anybody else is going to put up with me the way my wife does and i don't think anybody's going to really put up with her the way that i do either so you wonder you know it's a price tag that comes along with this see there's more than a pretty face here guys so all y'all thirst traps out there sliding in the dms sending your eggplant photos keep your, your nasty members to yourself <laughs> I don't look at them. I don't want to look at them. And, and P.S. Neither does she. I don't. All you do is get yourself put on blast probably once or twice a week with the A team. So it's very true. I um, do. And um, that makes me think, though. You know, Bill Cosby is in the news. I don't want to dwell on this topic too much, but you know, he make he brings up the topic of sexual predators and. All of that stuff. Like, y'all catch this out here sending people pictures of your D. Y'all need to be careful with that because that really can be deemed a form of sexual assault. And it probably will be at some point in life. Um, it might not be today. But y'all <laughs> cats out there that's out here showing your nasty members to these unassuming women who just are on their Instagram taking nice selfies getting good lighting and angles oh. you know they don't <laughs> giving want, up secrets and tapes they Stop do it. not want to see your schlong and you sending it to them because you think you are that well endowed or that when most know, of the times you guys are not it's it's really <clears throat> not getting the response that you want and it's really giving us all as men a bad name you know Somebody wants your D-pick, they're going to ask for it. And I won't be that person who's going to ask. You know, it's amazing to me that that speaking to that. Um, Some of y'all really... Your social media etiquette is trash. Um, Like, read a bio. I know half of y'all are too lazy to read. Like, But mine clearly says I'm married. And he's tagged in my bio. And let's also be honest. Like, I post Jay all over my Instagram all the time. He's mentioned in my blogs. He's on everything. Like, I have these children. Like, where do you think these children came from? Like, there's somebody in the picture. And the fact that y'all are so comfortable, um, like, some dude today, he got blocked, but he actually had the the baldacity, <laughs> the audacity to hit on me in the DMs of the A&J podcast page. Wow. Um, I did screenshot it before I blocked it because I was going to actually <laughs> make this a topic um, on my page. Kudos but he, to you, sir. He literally, like, slid in the DMs of the AJ podcast and was like, you are so sexy. Like, 
can we chat sometime? Like, da 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 da. And I'm like, sir. <laughs> you must have King Kong grapes. Like, like, he was white, though. This is so yeah, crazy. They always are. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, so. It's too much black coffee over there. Let me inject some of this cream into your life. Look, I'm good, love, enjoy. I just want to be clear. Um, I think sometimes that comes with the. I think people think that when you're plus that you're just willing to accept anything or that yeah, you're w- you're with the ish for you know lack of a better term um and I'm really not I'm really not with it um I'm at a point in my life that there's really no one worth compromising my marriage for um especially not some rando on the internet um yeah and I mean all y'all cats that think Oh, why are you with him or why are you with her? Like, we with each other because we like each other. Like, because we want to be. Like, maybe if I look corny to you, it's because she likes my corny. You know what I mean? Maybe if she don't look official to you, maybe I like her unofficial look. Like, exactly. It's not about what you think. It's about what we think at the end of the day. And we don't got no pictures out here where we don't look happy together. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. I I will admit I'm not the person that's posting anything on social media all crazy, especially my relationship. But I do have posts about a we. She is definitely in, if not fifty percent, probably like sixty percent of the photos that exist on my Instagram page. Not to mention my Facebook, but um, you know we are happily married at this point. Is we're going on ten years, um see us in May, you know, it'd be the official 10 year anniversary of marriage, (laughs) but you know we've been together longer than that and there have been some bumps along the way there have been some roadblocks, but at the end of the day, we are very happy Um, and we couldn't and I'm not going to say we couldn't we always could be happier, but in terms of our happiness right now, I think we are good, yeah. I think so, so um I don't think anybody else, regardless of how pretty you think my wife is, or regardless of how cute you think I might be, or not be, you know, we're here for each other. That's why we do this podcast. We enjoy talking with each other. We enjoy sharing our opinions with the world, and we just want to have a good time. We want to raise our kids. We want to raise healthy kids. We want to be cool plus-size people, and... You know, just get it popping here on this podcast. <laughs> He's so cute, y'all. I mean, sometimes. Um, no, I, you know, and just tying everything all in together, like, he is not someone who, um, you know, he's not just anybody. This is my best friend. This is my mate. And the fact that he is holding me down while I'm battling chronic illness if I ever was unappreciative before or unthankful before or thought the grass was greener somewhere else, I certainly do not feel that way and certainly do not feel that way right now. And even if tomorrow things were to fall off, I would always have a respect and hold him in high esteem because 
you know, I've had exes slide in the DMs. I've had exes hit me up with the I miss you's or, you know, I've had exes do that to me or, you know, they try to be nosy. And when they do hit me up, they're just kind of like, oh, so how are things going with you and him or whatever? Like, we good, son. Um, But the most important thing to me is that none of y'all, none of y'all, none of y'all, I could never see any of y'all being who he is for me. And that's just the reality. I can see a lot of y'all leaving me <laughs> when it gets rough. I can see, you know, we've endured a lot. Like, I've had eight miscarriages. Um, I, I have really been through some ups and downs. I, I have had some major surgeries. I, you know, I live at the doctor's office at this point in my life. I'm always being tested for something. Always on a new medication. Always having to change the way I'm eating. Like... And Jay is here for the ride, like holding my hand and telling me, baby, it's going to be okay, whatever we have to do. And there is not a Instagram weirdo on the planet that I can see ever taking the place of him or doing what he does. Um, And y'all got to understand that. And you know, what's really funny is like when y'all do slide in the DMs and we have that conversation about when y'all slid in the DMs, we all know what time it is when... The conversation is, oh, how y'all doing? Oh, we good. How you and your girl doing? Oh, um, well, you know, it's it's okay. It's not, it's not a fairy tale or anything <laughs> like that. Like those type of response just snitch on your intentions. Oh bro. man, he is shading hard, y'all. That just snitch on your intentions, bro. Go back to your dry marriage, your dry relationship, your dry whatever it is. Go back there, sit in your corner, and be quiet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because we good over here. Y'all, y'all might be a little salty. You picked the wrong one. Too bad for you. This wasn't. <laughs> this wasn't the right one. Maybe she's still out there for you. Go find it. This is the right one for me. This is the right one for her, not for you. So go, go elsewhere. Don't come barking up this tree. Talking about, oh, man, I used to like you so much when we was in <laughs> second and third grade. I just didn't know how to express it. But, you know, now that I'm a man, I'm able to tell you how I really felt. And, you know, I think you're gorgeous. And if um, anything happens with your relationship, I'm here for you if you need it. <laughs> no, you're not, nigga. Like, get slapped two times upside your head. Like, go away. Go over there. There's somebody else out there. Go chase. There's plenty of big joints out there. If that shit twists, plenty of joints out there. Period. If that shit twists, like this isn't for you though. This is for me. This is Team Young, Aww. and we and we are gang, gang, blood and blood. <laughs> The only way she's leaving here is in the casket. All right. Yeah. Please take that very seriously. <laughs> like, I feel like he would put me in the casket at this point. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny playing, but I'm not, you know, it's funny though, because I all like Jay is talking all this trash right now, but let me tell y'all something like chicks be low key trying to like fill him out and Mm. stuff. He don't even recognize it. He's got exes who be peeking in on me. They don't know that I know they're peeking in on me, but I know they are because you know, the way Instagram works and all that, (laughs) if so facto, I can see when y'all are in my stories. Um, and here's my, here's my thing. This is what I love to tell him. These chicks, his ex, 
is or whatever, they wouldn't be checking for me. They wouldn't be worried about what I'm doing on a live or in a Facebook post or on Instagram unless they were still worried about him. And, I'm just going to point that out. And all I have to say about that is shame on you if you're still worried about me. All right? <laughs> because I'm not worried about you. I wish you no will. I have nothing but love for everybody, but I'm not checking for y'all. Got not nothing sure but love you for you, baby. for me because I'm not checking for you. Like, and I'm not... And I don't really think it's... I, I'm I'm of the belief that it's not that serious. A believes otherwise. Her and her girlfriends <laughs> have this conversation every couple months to tell me how much I'm tripping. But, you know, regardless, I don't advise for anybody else. And if you want to stop by and send a like to my page, you want to like a picture, that's fine. Keep it respectful. Men, I ask you to do the same thing, but I know y'all nasty niggas won't, so... <laughs> You know, when I see you, just be prepared to square up. That's oh, my God. Um, you know. These hands do work. <laughs> so, speaking of, since we are married, um, I, I want to address a couple of questions I've actually gotten. Um, so, I've had people ask me, like, what's the secret to bagging a man when you're fat? Um, and I'm here to tell y'all. No, let me tell y'all. The secret <laughs> is just this. Women smell good. Dress like <laughs> Dress like you care about yourself. <laughs> uh, carry yourself like you care about yourself. And men will always like you. I, it don't matter if your skin is bad. It don't matter if you don't have the name brand clothes. It, at the end of the day, it's about confidence. And it's about having a clean presentation. You don't have to have the best clothing. You don't have to drive the best car. You just need to look like you give a crap about yourself. And when you smell good, trust me, it goes a long way. You smell good and take care of yourself. Comb your hair. Do do your nails. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you only get French manicures. I don't care if you only get French pedicures. I don't care if you only wear white nail polish. I don't care if you only wear red nail polish. Just do something to present yourself as something other than the trash female walking around the store with a bonnet and sweatpants on. All right, because dumb junk, even though everybody has those moments, like when I you, definitely when, have so. When you go out like that on a consistent basis, don't be sitting there talking to somebody about why you don't think you can find a man. It's probably because when the men do see you, you walk around with a bonnet on your head, some sweatpants, some dry feet, and no bra. That's why the men ain't checking for you. <laughs> Everybody else that is giving a crap. Now that we have allowed Jay to tell us all that fat folk need to do in order to date what I was going to say. Look, I don't claim to be an authority. Okay. You don't claim to be an authority, but you definitely just gave your authoritative out. Like, I said nothing that was harmful or disrespectful. I didn't say I, it was. I, I just said it came with an air of authority. I love Big Johns. Clearly. I'm married to Big John. Clearly. And I see plenty of other Johns out there that look nice. Y'all not my wife, but y'all do look nice. Y'all, <laughs> you know, there's plenty of guys out there that's drooling over y'all. And y'all have the same thing in common. Y'all take care of yourselves. You carry yourselves well. You smell good, and you look good in your clothes. Okay. Well, what I was going to say, I, I don't have quite as much as 
him, unfortunately, y'all. Because my whole thing is, I don't think that there is a secret to dating fat. Um, I know there are a lot of people who would dispute that. I, I've spoken to a lot of people who have a difference of opinions on that. But my personal thing is, I don't, I don't think there's any more of a secret for a fat folk. And I hope nobody's offended by that word fat. I, I use it with love. I'm fat. Um, but I don't think there's any more of a secret for dating fat than it is dating small. I do think that there are things about being fat that maybe if you're in a mixed size relationship, meaning the person you're dating is smaller than you, they might not understand because they're not fat, especially if you're the first fat person they've dated. I think there's a learning curve. But um, other than that, like if that person bangs with you and really loves you or likes you or is trying to build with you, mm-hmm. they'll learn and and that's it. Um, they'll put as much effort into learning about you as they would if they were dating someone smaller. Um, but hey, if somebody else has like the secrets to dating while fat or finding love while fat, I'm all ears. I I just don't want to pretend like I have the answers just because I'm in a relationship. Because one of the things I do tend to resent is this this celebratory like oh it's so amazing you found love because <laughs> you're fat like i don't need a qualifier just let it be amazing that i found love because i'm a little bit of a jerk you know what i mean like or I, yeah, that, <laughs> I that, that was a bigger um strike against you than anything. right like let oh, those so like if we're gonna put a qualifier on it don't let size be the oh we're so glad you because people tell me i give them hope all the time and i'm like I what am I like I I feel bad about that kind of stuff because I'm like don't because when what happens a lot of times with big women or big men I think when they do find love and people celebrate it so much like it's an accomplishment that's problematic for me like a fat person finding love should not be any more celebrated than a smaller size person finding love because it's not impossible. That's a stigma. It's an ugly, filthy, dirty stigma that I think just needs to go away. So let's not make it worse by celebrating fat people's love because we think, you know, it's so rare for us because it's really not. There's tons of us out there who are married and happily married and in love and dating and we're fat and we're unapologetic about it. And I don't feel like it's something that needs to be met with the shock and the surprise. But that's just me. I can't speak for anybody else. Well, I agree with you. Well, I mean, well, look at that, y'all. It's a whole entire miracle. He agrees with me. I don't know that it's a miracle, but um, I do st- also stand by my comments, though. I mean... I'm not oh, the end all be all. Okay. I'm not the authority. I'm not sure how I feel about your comments. But oh, I don't. Why? Because they all apply to you. Yes. Okay. I just feel like that trivializes. I don't know. That would. That's, a that's a whole conversation for another trivialized, day. I find that hard to believe, but I don't mean any disrespect to anybody with the things that I say. Um, it's the reality of the situation. Like, and there are guys out there who just like awkwardly shaped big joints. Okay, so um, moving on from the awkwardly shaped big joints. You just be determined. <laughs> like, determined to go down that yeah, route. I mean, I'm not trying to... I love. Uh, first of all, I love big joints. I love all y'all, <sighs> especially my wife. I love women in general, but okay. I love my wife first and foremost. You know, I, you ever I, heard I, that I saying, like, you dick holes? Like, if you feel like... Whole, I don't mean any disrespect. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I, if I sound disrespectful in any way, shape, or form... 
it's totally misconstrued. Well, I guess it's a I, good thing we're wrapping up because yeah, I guess it is. I feel I, like I, we're reaching for a hole. <laughs> let me say this in the most politically correct way I possibly can, ladies: do not ever let your weight be an obstacle in Boom. your course to true love. Boom! Because you can find it regardless if you're a size. 56 or you're a size six you it's all about you like it's all that. about how you carry yourself and at the end of the day any man should, would be pleasured to uh, enjoy right. your company okay yeah be pleasure to enjoy company company only all right yeah so we thank you for joining us for aj's episode two I'm so glad that if you made it to the end that y'all stuck around long enough to hear what we had to say. Mm-hmm. And I hope y'all enjoy and continue to return and support. Send us a comment, like our Instagram page, and f- please feel free to donate. Cash apps and PayPals will be available sooner rather than later. And if you guys okay. like the show, Put it up there. Send us a couple of dollars. Because like I said, before we pay ourselves, we got to invest in our product because this is something that is bigger than us. Absolutely. So, um, so of course, y'all, it's Sunday. So we want you guys to have amazing, fantastic work weeks. And we can't wait to come back for A&J episode three. And of course, if you follow either my page or the AJ podcast page. May, um, when we put up the question sticker asking for topics, y'all make sure y'all drop your feedback because we're listening and we want to give y'all what y'all are looking for. That's right. Drop a, drop your comments. Let us know what you want to hear. We'll put it up there. We'll talk about it and we'll go from there. You know, eventually... Maybe we will start having guests on here, you know. <laughs> we'll we see can, about that. <laughs> we, can, we can get the full spectrum. We can get the, the, the big John and the big nigga to come on here. No, I don't even want to get into... Malcolm I don't know. I'm like, good. I'm yeah, good. Love and joy. It, it's coming. No, but I don't... Get your tapes ready. Yeah, but not for, like, oh, the big nigga and the big John. Like, I'm, I'm good, love. I don't want to do that. Because um, I'm not trying to... I don't want it to be like stereotypical and I definitely don't want no gimmicks. Like this is just us being us, but that's a subject for another day. We hope you guys, like I said, have an amazing, are you serious right now? I'm always serious. Oh yeah. You just don't know what I'm dealing with. But at any rate, let's sign off now. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Peace. Peace.